Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. A lot of great stories today. Yes, but we do have one very sad story to talk about up top, and that is that... Leslie Jordan has died. Very shocking, very sad. Just just a joy. Like He's, and anytime you see him it's going to be great in anything. Like anytime Leslie Jordan appeared on your screen you got excited. He was I just watched him in something recently. It was that um American horror story. I can't remember was it Roanoke? I think so. He was in one of them, yes. That one. Okay. And it was very funny and unexpected when he popped up in that one, and he's great in it. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, he's just always a delight. This happened this morning in Hollywood. He got into a car accident on Cahuenga and Romaine. Yeah, I saw the pictures. So shocking. He was 67 years old. But it seems like he had something... A medical thing happened, and that's why he crashed. Yes, that's what the news reporting says, is that it was some. It appeared to be some kind of medical event that caused him to get into this accident. Right. Anyway, really shocking. You might know him from Will and Grace. You might know him from American Horror Story. He's been in countless TV and film yeah. films throughout He's the years. Just- He's a very prolific character actor. And you might know him from his iconic Instagram videos and TikToks that he started putting out at the very beginning of the pandemic. Right. I was thinking that there's like a whole group of people who probably only know him from that. Or that's how they got Yeah, in- or that's how they got into him. That's yeah. how they got introduced to him. He would just put out these videos where it was just like front-facing camera videos and he would go, well, shit, how y'all doing? The only ones I enjoyed, <laughs> usually. Yeah. And of all the... Of the front-facing yeah. camera videos that were all popping up. His were always a joy. I, he will be so missed. Yeah. Irreplaceable. On to some less sad, but definitely ridiculous news that broke after we recorded last week's mini episode. <laughs> so we didn't get a chance. This is an ongoing saga. It is. So more. I was is- bummed when I saw that after we finished last week. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> more stuff has developed. Basically what happened is Keith McNally, who owns Balthazar, Balthazar restaurant in New York city a restaurant Desi and I both love. He posted a grainy picture of James Corden. (laughs) I'm sure everyone knows who James Corden is. He posted this picture of James Corden on his Instagram, followed by a very long Instagram caption detailing why James Corden was banned from Balthazar now. 
because he was very rude to, to the wait staff. Mm-hmm. One detail that everyone seemed to latch onto involved his wife, James Corden's wife's order that day. Very bizarre A to me. Deranged order. <laughs> I don't know if this is something that Balthazar has on their menu or if this is something his wife specified. I'm sure every I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this show already know this story, but I just want to give a refresh of what happened because yeah. there are some updates since yeah. then. So basically in Keith McNally's Instagram post, he said, um, James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man. Mm. And most of and the most abusive customer to my Balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I mean, that is a bold statement to make that James Corden is the most abusive customer that Balthazar has ever had. And this is a restaurant that probably gets its fair share of assholes. Yes. <laughs> so it's a it's an expensive restaurant. It's a New York institution. It gets a lot of trendy clientele. And I think because of that, it has people who want to go there to celeb site. And yes. you have to imagine those people are terrible customers. He, he continued, I don't often 86 a customer, but today I 86 Corden. It mm. did not make me laugh. Here are two examples. <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> Here are, here are two examples of the funny man's treatment of my staff. Manager's report number one. In June, James Corden was here on table 61. Although this is diabolical, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. After eating his main course, Corden showed the hair to Balthazar manager G, who was very apologetic. Corden was extremely nasty to G and said, get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all our drinks so far. This way I won't write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that. Managers report two. James Corden was at Balthazar with his wife on October 9th for brunch. He asked for a table outside. Brunch maitre d' Allie Walters took the party to table 301. Mr. Corden's wife ordered an egg yolk omelet with Mm. Gruyere cheese and salad. A few minutes after they received the food, James called their server, MK, and told her that there was a little bit of egg white mixed in with the egg yolk. MK informed the floor manager, G. The kitchen remade the dish, but unfortunately sent it with home fries instead of salad. That's when James Corden began yelling like crazy to the server. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. MK was very apologetic and brought G over to the table. He returned the dish, and after that, everything was fine. He gave them promo champagne glasses to smooth things out. G said that Corden was pleasant to him, but nasty to the server. MK was very shaken, but the professional that she is continued to finish her shift. Okay, so obviously James Corden is a complete asshole yelling to the servers in this situation, like I said before, there is one thing that we all glommed onto in this story, and that is that his wife ordered an all-egg yolk omelet. Also, how in the hell would you notice one bit of egg white in an egg yolk omelet? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, how would you notice that? I I just want to know if that's a an egg yolk omelet is a thing. It's not. I looked it up. You did? Because I was like, am I the the rube here? Is everyone eating egg yolk omelets? No. No one is eating egg yolk omelets. So, it's not a thing. So you think she specified, I want only egg yes. yolks. That's yes. That's demented. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And one of our 
friends, Vince, he actually made the egg yolk omelet for oh, he, an article. Yeah, oh, he did. So, and it, he's like, it's fine, but there's literally no reason you would have this compared, unless maybe you have an allergy, but even then, wouldn't you not have eggs at all probably to be safe, right? Like, I'm just thinking if you whisk egg yolks together and there's a smidge of white in it, how would it ever show up? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't show up in my opinion, uh, if it was a smidge and it's just wild to me. Like, I don't get why... I don't know what diet that would be because egg whites typically are just nothing. Like there are no calories. It's just protein. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like what's that diet? All fat diet? Get I, me on it. <laughs> I don't think it's a diet. I think it's some weird, insane preference that this woman has. The only time I've ever you that you only use all egg yolks in something is when you're making a custard. That, that's exactly the, or like a pudding. Like I can't, I don't understand this. I've never I disagree heard of this. with you. I do think it's a weird diet because also she got salad. Really? Oh, so you think it's like, I think it's some weird low carb extreme thing. I, I that's my belief. I didn't see any proof, but, but egg- I definitely think it has to be some weird because he said, Vince, according to him, it's indiscernible, like the taste wise. Like right. you, it's like a slightly more fluffy egg when it has the whites. But other than that, he's like, I don't get what the difference really is. That's why I think it is some weird diet that she sticks to. It's it doesn't make and the logic I, I don't get. Yeah, it. when he made it, I was like very curious because I was like, it would to me, it doesn't sound like it would be good at all. So I was shocked that it, it was almost as good. It, it tasted similar, but just not as fluffy. That's what I was thinking is, wouldn't that make the omelet more dense? Yes. If you eliminated that. And who wants a dense omelet? I don't. Everyone wants a fluffy omelet. <laughs> I've just never heard of such a thing. Like, ever. Ever. And we cook a lot. Yeah. And we eat a lot. That's why I looked into it because I was like, well, maybe it's some gourmet thing or maybe it's a new trend. Like I have no idea, but I don't see the purpose. So obviously this story went viral and everyone especially latched onto it because everyone hates James Corden. Even like our UK friends, I'm sure, are like, get him. We're glad he's not in the UK anymore. Sorry, we gave him to you. Well, I think that's why this story in particular took off. Yes. Because it's proving something that people have long believed. Right. And any other evidence towards that is is like, see? Like... <laughs> You know, right? We told you he sucked ass. Yeah, it's not just because I hate his karaoke or his stupid um, performance in Cats. It's because he actually is a bad person. Well, then all these Twitter stories started coming out where people were like, other servers were talking about their bad experiences with him, right? And a deranged airplane story or a flight story with him and his wife. The whole story is him being in first class and a woman there with her crying newborn baby Mm -hmm. and him sort of sitting in a separate seat, putting his earbuds on da 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 da. And people were like, wow, he's such a cool celeb. He's not even bothered by this woman and her crying baby. Then the, the punchline is at the end, he starts getting irritated with a woman as she's trying to get out of her seat. And she's like, can you just hold the baby for a second? And it was his wife. (laughs) So the whole time she's struggling with a crying baby, he's just out of the picture and not helping her at all. Oh my God. So what looked like a good thing actually was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why it's also weird that he was so defensive of his wife, who he seems like kind of mean to sometimes. Um, So so obviously 
James Corden knew about this story. No one could escape it for like a few days last week. Oh, we were desperate for some old school... (laughs) non-serious internet drama like totally and so james corden reportedly called keith mcnally and profusely apologized and keith mcnally lifted the ban he made another he made a new post on his instagram lifting the ban he posted another grainy photo of james corden (laughs) he said james corden just called me and apologized profusely having fucked up myself more than most people, I strongly believed in second chances. He says, so if James Corden lets me host his late night show for nine months, I'll immediately rescind his ban from Balthazar. No, of course not. But anyone magnanimous enough to apologize to a deadbeat layabout like me doesn't deserve to be banned anywhere, especially Balthazar. I, I need to know if he apologized to the servers. That's, what, that's the real thing for me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I saw this apology. He... He did get very defensive. He did get very defensive in like in a subsequent interview in the New York Times, like about this, James Corden. Yes. He's like, this is ridiculous. Yes. Because we never heard the apology. It, there was no written statement from him. Yeah. As he, far as I could tell. He just got defensive. Now, a few days ago, Eater Los Angeles published an article that says James Corden also had a meltdown at a popular L.A. Italian restaurant. This is according to one of the wives of the Try Guys. Oh, God. I saw this. It was like, what? Why? How are these stories colluding? I, it's crazy. I obviously need to tell this story, but I just hate that it involves... The, these two things have to intersect. Yeah, because it's I, awful. Look, I feel like the Try Guys is a conspiracy. I feel like it never existed, and suddenly it exists. I feel gaslit. I feel so <laughs> gaslit by the Try Guys. I had never heard of these people until like two weeks ago. No, I don't think anyone it's did. Fake. It's, I, don't, I honestly don't know one person who knew them. The article says, it's been quite a week for English comedian occasional singing waiter and the late late show host James Corden. Earlier this week, Corden found himself banned from New York restaurant Balthazar for exhibiting what owner Keith McNally described as a mistreatment of staff. Though McNally rescinded the ban on Instagram a day later and today recommended a wholehearted apology to Balthazar waitstaff, an alleged similar incident had surfaced involving Corden and an employee at Little Dom's in Los Feliz. <laughs> She didn't reveal a timeline, but makeup artist and podcaster Becky Habersberger, who is also married to Try Guys cast member Keith Habersberger, shared a story via TikTok about how Corden yelled at a Little Dom staff member. Wow. Habersberger recounted that she was walking in Los Feliz and noticed Corden at Little Dom's. As I'm approaching, I hear James Corden yelling at this busboy. Habersberger says in the TikTok video, I overhear the busboy telling James Corden that Little Dom's is closed right now between lunch and dinner, and he's telling James Corden that he can get him a reservation right when they open. He was trying to be really accommodating, and James Corden yells at this busboy, a lot that does for me, mate. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just stupid. Just go to another restaurant. Yeah, just a nightmare person, it seems. I I honestly haven't heard one good thing about him. I know someone who used to work 
with him and she had nothing but bad experiences. Really? Yeah. Like she's like, he, that time working for that show, uh, ruined, like ruined my life. What? Like that's how bad it was what? for her. Yeah. Oh I'm my, not kidding. Oh my God. Uh, and she also worked for, um, the, the cinnamon crunch shrimp guy. And I think it was connected to that show, right? Right. Because I think that was like a spinoff of something. They had some rap rap show. I can't remember if it was like freestyle or what it was, but I think it was a spinoff of a segment that they used to do on that show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've just never heard anything good about him. In fact, I think the only person I know who said something good about him is it's like one person. Yeah who's sort of always defending him. But it's like, yeah, you might have a great experience, but how are you not seeing the carnage around you? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everyone is lying. I mean, it's such a... It's like... It is such a good barometer for... To gauge somebody as a person is to see how they treat waitstaff. Like, I can say for 100% certain, there would be zero stories about me from a waitstaff being mistreated. Same. It hasn't, it never has happened. No. Uh, And if it, someone said it, it would be a downright lie. Like, it would be a lie. (laughs) Like, because I know, I know I would never do that. You've, we've, both of us have worked in customer service before. We know how tough it is. I think a lot of people have worked in customer service before and to like, yeah, to talk shit and to, like scream at someone at, at the uh, at a service position is just like it would never happen. It's so low. Also, just practically, they're giving you your food. Yeah, you idiot. I would <laughs> never talk to someone giving me my food that way. Right. I mean, just on that level, like um, the first of all, I've been following Keith McNally for a while. He is an absolutely deranged account. Like this guy is a character. He I don't he might not be the greatest person himself, but his Instagram follow is a good follow. Yeah. Cuz he has he's been around forever. I know. Uh and obviously he talks a lot about food and Balthazar, etc., but his personal account is just and I think that's where he posted these things. Yeah. He's always going off on these kind of tangents about yeah. people in the restaurant. Like he always has these notes from the kitchen and whatever. Oh my God. And it's just a very funny account, but it's kind of like, how do you run your business this way when you're dragging people constantly? It's kind of funny to me because you know what? (laughs) The food is good. Oh, and he's definitely kind of like pervy. Like, I don't think he does anything illegal or sketchy, but he's just like, Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, he'll have pictures with models because he used to date them back in like the 80s or something. It's just a very funny account. Yeah. Especially if you're into like New York history of that period, like the 70s, 80s, 90s, et cetera. Yeah. He's always posting shit. But yeah. So I think that is like definitely the most exciting Hollywood story, Hollywood drama story of the week. We do have some other stories. Our listeners sent us, one of our listeners sent us this. This is out of Washington, D.C. This is horrific. A few <gasps> years ago, we did a story about the diarrhea dumper in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. Do you remember that? The hot diarrhea? It was the hot diarrhea. The one who threw it. Yes. Okay. There, there was a guy in Hollywood who was going around throwing diarrhea on people. It was a he was a very brief moment in time. I just remember it being described as hot and yeah. never letting that leave my mind. <laughs> it was so disturbing. 
This is out of Fox 5, Washington, D.C. Woman claims suspect threw gallon of urine on her in downtown D.C. Mm. A suspect has been arrested after a woman reported a gallon of urine was thrown on her as she was walking in downtown D.C., police say. Officers responded to the 1500 block of K Street Northwest around 9.30 a.m. on a Friday. Uh, No one needs that first thing in the morning. This lady's just trying. She's like, yay, it's Friday. She's going to like get her coffee before work, and then she gets a gallon of urine okay. dumped on this her. This is behavior you expect at 2 a.m. walking home from the bar. Right. Not her first thing in the morning. When officers arrived, the victim was reported that the suspect threw a gallon full of urine on her as she mm. was walking on the sidewalk on her way to a coffee shop. The victim said she had urine all over her head and face. <gasps> The suspect, James Walker Jr., 55, was arrested for simple assault. That's not a simple did, assault. Did he fill up one of these water bottles, like this gallon water I bottle? I bet you he was using it for a, a toilet. Probably. Right? I mean, because I've seen that's like a thing. Yeah. Uh, but did she, um, not that anything warrants this, but did she do anything to him or it was just completely random she happened to be the person walking by it doesn't by. say it's yeah. just reporting the police report right uh what a bad start to your day Ugh. it's just, i would i don't even know how you recover like I, how do you how do you silkwood shower that off like it's just like i don't know i don't know where you even begin Here, i would have wanted to strip naked like <laughs> i couldn't do it here is another story that a listener sent us this is out of the miami herald Woman unleashes swarm of bees on deputies trying to serve (laughs) eviction notice. I don't even know how you think of this. (laughs) She's in the picture where she's being arrested. She's also wearing like a beekeeper's outfit. Okay. I mean, this is like, this is like House of the Dragons. This woman has the power of the bees. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how do you unleash bees? That is like next level. She said, it says, a woman is facing several charges after unleashing a swarm of bees near deputies attempting to serve an eviction notice in Western Massachusetts. Okay, so this is out of Massachusetts, but it's posted in the Miami Herald. Deputies arrived on October 12th at a large suburban home in Longmeadow to serve eviction papers. The woman, 55-year-old Rory Woods, did not live in the home. Then, who did not live in the home... So she's not being evicted. It's her neighbor. I, I Let me continue. Okay. She, who did not live in the home, then pulled into the driveway, towing a trailer full of beehives. <laughs> <laughs> After being confronted by a sheriff's deputy, she broke the lid on one of the hives, <laughs> flipped it off the trailer, according to the release. <laughs> Sorry. The bees became agitated and swarmed the area, stinging several deputies. Woods then donned a beekeeper suit and placed a tower of bees near the home's entrance in an attempt to derail the eviction, according to the release. Oh, my God. Upon learning that several of the deputies present at the scene were allergic to bees. Oh, my God. Woods allegedly responded, oh, you're allergic? Good. (laughs) Jesus. Deputies eventually arrested Woods and transported her to the Western Massachusetts Regional Women's Correctional Facility. Neither Woods nor her attorney could be immediately reached by McClatchy News for comment. I support people's right to protest peacefully, blah, blah, blah. That's what the sheriff said. Um, 
Woods, who has cancer and lives off of disability payments, has been fighting her own eviction in court for years. In 2018, she was living in a tent and she said her health worsened following disruptions with her cancer treatment. The eviction process has clearly been weaponized by the courts to thwart my appeal, which has every chance of success due to the case law present, Woods said in a statement. She has pleaded not guilty to assault and battery charges. She was released without... She, according to the Associated Press, and was released without bail. Uh, so we're a, still not really cur- sure if that was her residence. Or is she just going after anyone and getting a, anyone trying to evict someone? I, I mean, maybe, because as we saw in the past... As we've seen a lot in the past two years of the pandemic of people getting evicted here mm. in Lo- here in Los Angeles, we have seen protests and demonstrations outside of the sites where police right. are removing people from their homes. And there might be court records you can access to see this stuff, maybe? Possibly. Yeah. I-, I didn't look too deep into this. But it doesn't sound like she lived there. That's what's sort of interesting. Yeah. So maybe she was is like just this is her calling now because she was evicted from her own Oh my God. Home. I mean, how awful she has cancer and she was like living in a tent, living in a tent. Just yeah. Awful. Um, anyway, I'll look, I'll look a little more into it. Maybe there's some updates on her, but it is a wild, <laughs> absolutely out of control story. Just the idea that she tipped it over and released them is crazy. And she had her protective suit on. She has, <laughs> she has a fucking beekeeper outfit on. I'm just in like, this story. It's, so, it's such a visual. It's such a visual. Um, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Have you been watching Interview with the Vampire? Yes. It's good. Yeah. I like it. I told you about it a few weeks ago. I mentioned it. You did? Yeah. You were the one who reminded me to watch it. Yes. Okay. Because I remember because you said Eric Bogosian was in it and I was shocked <laughs> and and su- pleasantly surprised. He's very good in it. It's a good show. It's a very good show. Yeah. I, and I like the changes to it. Like I guess there's there's some changes to it, but nothing made like in a major way. Yeah, like one of the major changes that's made to the story is that it starts in or uh, Louis's story starts in 1910 as opposed to the 1700s, right? But it's still in New Orleans. Yes, the vampire story origin, whatever right. it originates in New Orleans. Uh, the guy who plays Grey Worm is is Louis. Yeah. He's great. They're both good. They're both really good. And they're both super hot. And you know what? It's exciting because even though there's obviously a lot of homoerotic themes in Anne Rice's work, Mm -hmm. unlike the 1994 movie, we actually get gay sex in this one, in this TV show, which I appreciate. Tom Cruise was like, I'm not. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. (laughs) He wouldn't. He wouldn't fuck Brad Pitt. Like how in the movie? Come on, if you're gonna. <laughs> but there's there's obviously it's a very horny show. Very. What else? I don't know what else I'm watching right now. I watched that movie that scared the shit out of me the other night. Oh right. There's this new movie called Fall, and it's about these girls. Who personally, I think this is a stupid decision. They decide to. <laughs> Climb this two thousand foot TV tower, and then they get stuck up there. That's the premise of the movie. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I see that things like that. I'm like, oof, I definitely never do that. So I'm yeah. not dying that way. <laughs> it, I yeah, I mean, I've wa- I watched a lot of like climbing movies. I really like watching movies about mountain climbing. They stress me out. I love watching them because they stress me out so much. That's like one of my favorite ways to get scared. Watching a movie is like. When it has to do with heights. Right, me too. So, and I am afraid of heights. So it is like a, I don't know, for some reason I like watching movies. It's more visceral. It's very visceral. This movie though was, look, the dialogue in it is not good. And the main girl's best friend is a fucking asshole, in my opinion, because she pressured the girl to do this. What is this on? On Amazon. Oh, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's in the theaters. It would have been really fun to watch this in the theaters. Yeah. I'm just saying that this movie gave me such extreme vertigo while I was watching Ugh. it, and I highly recommend it. I like this type of scary movie. Like, I think we mentioned The Descent that I love. Yeah. Anything that triggers my own phobias yeah. is good. I'm, uh, yeah. Because then and- it's like a low-grade tension just from that, and then whatever is added on to it makes it even extra. Yeah. No, The Descent is actually one of my favorite horror movies. And The Descent portrays claustrophobia in such a masterful way. It is... 
I'm stressed in that movie from the moment they make the decision to go spelunking or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. I'm like, what? Like that alone is stressful to me. You're never going to catch me spelunking except for that one time I did in eighth grade. I'd already told that story. There's some things I did as a child that I would never do now. I can't believe some of the stuff I used to do as a kid that I was not afraid of. Oh, me too. Like I did use, like when we would go camping, like I would jump off very, very tall rocks into the pools below. I'm, oh, I'm not I would doing never that now. Do that. I'm not doing uh, that now. No, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm going to definitely try to watch it. I just, I just want to know what your your opinion is. Look, it's very silly. Is it? It's probably like an hour and a half. One. No, it's not. It's like close to two hours. Oh, it is. <laughs> yes. Sometimes these ones are really short. No, it yeah. was not short, but it was, it was one of those movies too where you're like, well, how can it, how can it get worse than this? And then it gets worse. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I enjoyed it. Um, the only thing I'm, I'm still finishing the Good Wife. And then I got so horny for Jeffrey Dean Morgan in season seven. Is that the last season? Yeah. I, then I started had to watch. Uh, I was like, well, I have to finish um, The Walking Dead now. Cause Why? Because st- he's in it. Oh, right. And I stopped watching it right when he showed up. Yeah. Because that scene was too traumatic for me. And I was like, I'm not watching this show anymore. And I just whatever stopped, even though it went on for many more years. Years. So now I have all of that to catch up on. Yeah. But of course, I had to watch the season before the season he shows up in because I had forgotten where we were. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexandria. Now we're here. <laughs> I got to like, catch up on all of those things. Yeah. And of course, it all just came, you know, right back to me. So I'm all caught up. He's still not in yet, but I just love him. He's so hot in The Good Wife. Yeah, he's really good. And I do remember liking him in this uh, role, like the one episode I saw of it. In The Walking Dead? Yes. He's such a piece of shit in The Walking Dead. But it was just like, I think I had already been at the end with this show, and then that was just my final straw. Yeah. I was just like, ugh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So you never saw the scene? Oh, you did see the scene? I've seen the scene. It's the wor- one of the worst things I've ever seen on TV. Yes. So I did watch like whatever episode one of that scene, see that cliffhanger. Right. Because I do remember being stressed the whole time. Between those seasons, it was like, who did he kill? We didn't know. Right. Right, And everyone was like speculating. But then when we find out who he killed, (laughs) one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's awful. Yeah. But. And that character is so beloved. Yes. So it's just extra hard. It, yeah, it made me realize too, like, because I was like trying to catch myself up. So I was reading old seasons too, because I was like, where should I start? Like, how far back should I start? And it, tur- it turned out I didn't have to go that far back. But um, I, f- I had totally forgotten the whole season with the governor. <laughs> that season was really good. That was like earlier in the show. Yeah, like yeah. season three, maybe or yeah. four. I had forgotten how good the early Walking Dead seasons are really good. Yes. They are. Um, for sure. You can binge. Th- if you haven't watched them, you should definitely check it out if you like that kind of thing. Because the first four seasons are like excellent and you'll binge them really fast. Um, yeah, that's all I'm watching. I think that's it. I need to get on uh, Love is Blind. Oh my God. Okay. So Love is Blind is so good this season. Last season, I got to admit, well, I didn't really do it for me. There were some moments last season that were fun. But this season... I find every pretty much every couple compelling. And oh. I hate 
I really don't like any of them as oh. people. Like almost all of them have something. Like there's like two. There's like one couple that's like boring because they, at, at least at this stage of the game, they right. seem like just happy and like yeah. like kind of normal and like not super deranged. But there are some truly deranged characters on yeah. season three. Like just where do they find these people? I don't even know where they find these people. I always love the early, the first episode where you see people you don't ever see again. Right. But they really leave an impression. <laughs> it's clear that why no one shows them. Yeah. No, I mean, there's like, there's something that, I mean, we're going to eventually talk with Kara on everyone's business, but mine, we're going to do like a crossover episode with her about this season of Love is Blind. So I'm really excited about that. But there's like this one woman I'm not going to like give anything away, but like there's this one woman who like it's their first night together as fiancés and they're sitting in the tub and she starts talking about the time she clogged a toilet with a big shit. (laughs) (laughs) This guy that she like just, it's like, that is such the bad form. Well, because it's like, yes, you're engaged, but you've also only known each other a week. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's so gross. It's like we, Desi and I obviously have like very immature humor and we'll talk about that with each other, but I don't talk like that with people I just start dating ever. No. It is so so gross. It's just weird. They're like sitting in a bathtub and she's talking about like a giant turd. And and for what? That she did. And she thinks it's a very funny story and he's like, uh... (laughs) And then he kisses her to shut her up. I couldn't, I don't know if I could kiss someone when they're talking about a turd. No, I'd be like, I need a minute to recover. (laughs) But yeah, I highly recommend this current season of Love is Blind. It is, I don't know what it is about that show. It's so bingeable. This is not an ad for them. I'm just a dumbass who loves this show. I think the thing about this show. It's like the further and further we get away from the pretense of finding love, the better I like these shows <laughs> in a way. Like, like this show is just ridiculous. Like there might be a few successful couples from it, but are there? Do you know? Amber and Barnett are still together. That's like from season one? Yeah. So one, but I, I just... A lot of these people, and this is why I'm hoping will be um, on season. Is it season three? Yeah. I don't like when the 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 um, contestants or whatever the cast are too performative. Like we're on TV. Like I have seen a few things from this show that people are talking about on social media, and it makes me like, ugh. Like I don't feel like dealing with someone who like the guy with the visine when they're actively being a little performative to get airtime. Yeah. There's Do you know this, what I mean? Like there's this one guy who got rejected. Like he made a proposal to one of the girls. It was actually the turd girl he proposed to. <laughs> Close call. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he's like doing that. He's like, he doesn't know that they're rolling and we see him put visine in his eyes. It's just like, I mean, it's interesting in its own regard because it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, like get a life. No, that guy was like clearly someone trying to build up his brand because like he just kept talking about like, oh, when I, one of my sports cars and like when I was in Bali. Yes. He was like very over the top with everything he said. Like as unlikely as I think uh, it is to get 
to find love that way. I want the people to at least be halfway sincere about it, <laughs> even if the production isn't. I do, do you know what I mean? Like, I do think there are people who are sincere about it, but they're still deranged. I think it's a um, yes. I think it's a hard mix to get, and that's why this um, show can be wildly different every season. Be- it's like the chemistry has to be there, the right amount of posers and like people who are true believers, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, because I don't think I watched the first season. Yeah, the first I, I didn't. season's good. Yes. The first I watched the second good. season, uh, and you guys were definitely talking about the first season. Yeah, the first season's way better than the second, in my opinion. Um, but I feel like this season is just as, well, maybe not just as good as the first. I don't remember, and people might take umbrage with that, but I'm definitely enjoying it more than the second season. Okay. I'm going to definitely watch it after I get through all the other stuff I have to watch this week. <laughs> We have a lot of watching to do. I know we so. do. We uh, we have um, on our Patreon. We will be reviewing or recapping two different movies. Yeah, for our ten dollar tier, we're doing Leprechaun, and I still know what you did last summer. I still. That's the sequel. I love that title. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brandy's in that, isn't she? I think you're right. Brandy's I remember in- her on the poster. Yeah. Because she's like the Jennifer Love Hewitt character. Because she's like up front in yeah. like the, the poster. She's the big star. Yeah. Um, and, and what else are we doing for Patreon? Oh, I have a good I have a good mysteries. Desi has a good mystery mysterious story for Patreon. Ghosty. A yeah. ghosty mysterious story for Patreon. And and then we have some stuff at the $5 tier as well coming, as well as our after shows, which we post weekly. Yeah. So where were we going? Food? Yeah. What'd you eat this week? Um, well, first of all, we had a really bad hot dog last night. <sighs> okay. So disappointing. That was not a Pink's hot dog. I'm most upset about the raw um, square of cheese <laughs> on my hot dog. Like when I saw that, I my heart sunk. Me too. I mean, there's an aspect of chili cheese dogs where sometimes the cheese doesn't melt enough for me. Yeah. Even when it's shredded, I, I wish they could do a better job of melting the cheese. <laughs> I like it more melty. We went to the Haunted Hayride last night, which is in Griffith Park. And it's like this big festival-y, whatever, set up Halloween type situation. And there's food, there's food vendors there, but it's, it's not like food trucks. It's like... Cinnabon. It's like they have a Cinnabon and a hot dog on a stick. We should have just gone to hot dog on I a know, stick. I know, I thought that afterwards. But they had, one of the vendors they had there was Pink's Hot Dogs, which is a very famous LA hot dog place that's been in LA for like 90 years, right? And I do like a Pink's hot dog. I think they're good. It's they're fine. It's it's a very specific hot dog. These were not Pink's hot dogs. They just stole the sign. That did not taste like a Pink's dog. I'm curious. Did something just lose translation? Taking it from the the venue to uh, this this truck. Like, do you know what I mean? Because could you call something Pink's? 
it was not the same dog. Yeah. It, it was, was really not long. the same dog. It wasn't even that it was long. It just tasted completely different. And I haven't had a pinks in like 20. I don't even know how long. So I couldn't even tell you. It was, I never remember loving it then either. I thought I was like, this is the way everyone's waiting for. <laughs> I used to love it. I used, oh, yeah. I used to be a total pinks believer. So then you would know. Yeah. I was a, I was a fan of pinks. But yeah. this was not that. Because it seemed they even had the names. Like Pink's has hot dogs, they're always named after a celebrity. Like yeah. and they have their at their store it's like 30 version. Like whatever. It's an insane amount of of options. Um, no, it was terrible. I had been craving a hot dog, so I was really excited for it, and it was not I didn't even finish it. You know what it was? It was a diffusion line of pinks. It was yeah. like, you know, when designers do like their diffusion lines. Yeah. Like this was that. I probably would have liked it better if I just did the basic, like mustard, relish, and onions or something. Yeah. I probably would have liked it better. No, but I got, I, I used to get that chili cheese dog from Pink's all the time, like when I was younger. I used to always get it. Yeah. So I've had that a lot, and this was not that. It, yeah. For some reason, this, the cheese on this chili cheese dog was literally a slice of a craft single that wasn't It was melted. so depressing when I saw that craft single. I couldn't believe it. It wasn't shredded. It was just one slice of that square cheese. It, it was, was so weird. It, it was, was cold. cold. And the chili wasn't that hot. No. You got to have hot chili to at to least semi melt the cheese. It has to be piping hot. I didn't even have like, it was supposed to have mustard on it. I couldn't taste the mustard. No, there was no mustard. I, I agree. Anyway. We should go to Pink's together. <laughs> we want our money back. No, I'm just kidding. I couldn't even finish it. I didn't even finish it. I didn't it. finish it either. I, was, I didn't finish I'm it. Like, this isn't worth and it. And I was hungry. I was hungry. So too. I would have if it was good. Um, the fries were good though. I will say the that. The fries were surprisingly good. Very good fries. So that's what I ended up eating a lot. Me too. It's funny because when I got them, I was like, oh, they're huge. I should have just we should have just shared. But then I ended up eating them all because I didn't eat my hot dog. Uh, other than that, the the haunted hayride was fun. It was really fun. And I found I, I learned something that I did not know. Those things, like going through the haunted, not the hayride, but the mansions and the whatever areas, those are called mazes. The haunted houses? Yeah. Did yeah. you know that? There, they're called, are, are they called mazes everywhere? Well, I said, when we were on, we, me and Brendan were waiting online for the um, slaughterhouse. Yeah. I said to someone there online, I was like, is this um, an, a, like a scary thing or is it a um, comedy show? <laughs> So I was like, I don't want to go in there and it's like a stand-up show where someone's like in character as a haunted person doing comedy. Yeah. So I didn't want to wait if that's what it was. And she's like, no, it's not a comedy show, you dumb bitch. <laughs> she's like, it's a, it's another maze. Like all of those things are called mazes because you're going through this like rabbit or what is it called? Hamster kind of zigzaggy trail. But isn't that like all haunted houses are like that? Yeah, they're called mazes though. Like all those attractions at this haunted hayride. At this place, yes. though. Not, but I think that that's, I think there's a lot of things like that. Like I think it's a thing. I've never heard any, I've never heard a haunted house attraction be called a maze except for last night. I, so then you think it's not a thing. No. But at, why did she know what it was called? Because they call it that there. Oh, okay. Well, may, maybe someone can tell us. I'm sure people will be like, we call them mazes here too. 
I think maybe a haunted house is different, but maybe when they're outdoors, they're called mazes. I have no idea. And it was, I had never heard that before, but I was grateful it wasn't a comedy show. It was, yeah, I didn't go inside the slaughterhouse because I went to go look for more food. I was foraging. Yes. Sadly, there was no other good food options. I really wanted to eat something last night and it was just the option wasn't there for me. I had this fantasy that it would be like really good carnival food and it just wasn't. Yeah, I would. My suggestion for the haunted hayride is to up the food game. There's too many good food trucks in LA to not have something good. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like if you're not gonna nail the carnival food, if it's not gonna be like good classic carnival food, at least get like some some of the many food trucks that we have here to come out. Oh, I mean, it's just get a taco truck. It's a no-brainer. Why was there no taco there truck? There was a taco truck, but we didn't go to it. Inside? Yes. Oh, oh, you're right. We passed it. We did It was pass like El it. Chef or something. And I think it's a well-known taco truck. We should have gone there. Uh, well, when I saw Pink's, I thought that would be perfect. Right. Because I had been craving a hot dog. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. So other than that, well, I mean, should I tell my story about... The Brussels sprouts? Yes, you have to. Okay. So I did order some pasta from a very good restaurant that's by me. Um, and look, I got some butterscotch budino, which is like a really good pudding for dessert. And while I was waiting for my order, I got an email through DoorDash. I guess it sends through email sometimes saying that they were out of the butterscotch budino, but management suggested replacing the budino with shaved Brussels sprouts. <laughs> they didn't suggest it. They did replace they, it. They replaced it, but that was their idea of the replace. They, that, I just want to make sure everyone knows the management decided what the replacement would be, and that was their choice. Not another dessert. Not, not, they didn't say, we don't have anything else. Uh, in our dessert category, so let's let's just cancel the the pudding part of it because I actually have ordered from there before and they canceled the pudding and didn't replace it. Mm-hmm. That's my preference, right? Because they actually don't have other dessert options. Oh. I mean, they might in, they might in house, but that's the only delivery one, right? And not only that, it was thirteen dollars more. So they they changed my item to something I didn't want, and it was way more money. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote the DoorDash driver, because obviously this is not his fault. He's just picking the food up. So I like sent him a message and I was like, hey, just in case it's not too late, I don't want Brussels sprouts <laughs> for my dessert. <laughs> and I was like, laugh out loud, <laughs> like, like as if he would know. And of course, you know, he probably didn't see my message, whatever. But yeah, it was honestly the most sinking, just the saddest feeling. <laughs> there was just something so like, shameful. (laughs) Like I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. It was like a karmic joke or something. (laughs) You 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 need to eat some vegetables. You can just get pasta and pudding. Who are you? (laughs) Who do you think you are? Management has recommended that Desi Jadikin specifically (laughs) cut it out. You need to stop. (laughs) Um, Oh. That I posted that post just thinking like you would like it or Ali or something. And it went, it, it was up. like really popular. I was like, see, <laughs> now that cat's gonna come after me. I'm not. 
complaining about the pe- the service people. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny yeah. to me. It was it's very, very funny. funny. I did say to myself, I was like, the real funny thing will be when I'm like scarfing this down at midnight because I'm still hungry. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I got those Brussels sprouts. <laughs> but sadly, it wasn't even that delicious. Yeah. It was like not the type of Brussels sprout dish I like typically. And I do like Brussels sprouts. Um, so it didn't really work out for me yeah. at all. But the pasta was good. I had good pasta this week too. We went to Bacchetti for dinner the other night, which is a restaurant in Echo Park. And we had some really good rigatoni. It was so good. I'm still thinking about it. I really love pasta. It's so good. It's like one of the best foods. There's so many ways to have it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. That is... <laughs> the possibilities. They're just the endless. Possibilities. Was there a store called like a restaurant called that? I there had to have been. Like a, a fast or semi fast food version of pasta where you're like, pick your sauce. Wait, add your protein. Who was that? Was it Hulk Hogan who had pasta mania? Oh. We talked about we that. We talked about that. Was it called Pasta Mania? Yeah, because Hulk Mania. Yeah. Pasta Mania. And it was like at the Mall of America or yes, something. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. We should do more celebrity restaurants because I like that. Did we do that for Patreon? I think it's a Patreon where we go into celebrity restaurants that failed or bombed. That was a good episode. Yeah. I wonder if there's more. There's probably more. There's so many celebrity restaurants. Yeah. Do you remember when like Planet Hollywood was like the biggest thing in the world? Yes. (laughs) Those... Those, I remember thinking going to Hard Rock Cafe was like the coolest thing ever. Oh I God. loved going as a kid. I was like, Hard Rock Cafe. Like, I in New York City, I used to go as a kid, like after a Broadway show or something. Yeah. yeah. I fucking loved it. Ugh. It might have been before it was like a chain. It was like, that was like the one or something. Right. But, uh, and then I remember Planet Hollywood. You couldn't like look in an entertainment magazine without seeing Planet Hollywood photos. <laughs> They like, really they really tried to sell Planet Hollywood like it was a place where celebrities hung out. I would love to like read about that whole endeavor. I'm sure it's like got some interesting stories yeah. uh, in it. I've never been to a Hard Rock or a Planet Hollywood. No, and I've never been to one after they became that thing. Like when I right. went to Hard Rock, I truly think it might have been the only one. I'm not 100% sure. I have lost a lot of money at the Hard Rock Casino though. I just uh, remembered I have been to the Hard Rock Casino in Las Vegas. Is there a Planet Hollywood Casino? There's some Planet Hollywood in Vegas. There is a Planet Hollywood Casino too. There's a casino. Okay. They have a casino. Uh, both of them have casinos. I think. I think when we... Go to Vegas at some point, if that ever happens soon. We should check out some of these lamer uh, casinos that we would probably never go to. I'm all about them. Yeah, I'm I all think it'll about be fun. Them. But I mean, but I'm also the kind of person who I only stay downtown because I like those smaller. Right. I like the smaller casinos, and I like the ones that and you can walk around easily down there too. I love walking, and I like going from. I like popping in and out of different casinos. Right. So I want to go downtown where I can literally. It's like a strip, an actual strip. Yes, that's a walkable strip, and I can just totally. be like, I'm going to Binion's now. Yeah, Ugh, I want to go to Binion's yeah. right now, actually. But we should definitely go to the strip for some, like one night. Just to check out, check out those and eat, obviously. I always go to the strip at least once when I go to Vegas because I want to go to a fancy restaurant and because I want to like lose some money at Caesar's Palace. 
I just, I don't, I try not to gamble on the strip. I just don't have good luck there personally. I personally don't. Um, No, I like, I like checking out those places because they're so over the top. Yeah, they're great. Like, I really like the Cosmopolitan Hotel. We got to go there for dinners. That's where I went to Scarpetta, Scott Conan's restaurant. And that's like in the separate section of the strip. Like, there's the, yeah, right? Like, well, I don't know how to describe everything's it. Everything's so fucking far apart. But there's like the, let's say there's like the main strip where Caesars is on that corner, the Flamingos across the street. Bellagio. Bellagio. And then like further down, it's where you see like the, the Venetian and the the win, right? It's like yeah. a little bit separate yeah. from that section of the strip. Um, and you can't walk from that section to the next. It's like, there's no like way to do it. It's irritating. You can kind of in that uh, first section... It's far. When you're walking on the strip, it's like you're going on these like overpass things and like escalators and like it's just like a production. Everything seems 800 miles away too. Yeah. Just even between casinos. It's (laughs) It's not like downtown where they're like really close. They're next to each other and it's like the there's no cars on the street. No. So you can safely walk about. Uh, it's not made to walk up and down the strip necessarily. It doesn't yeah. seem like it to me. Um, but yeah, I do like going to the those big ones as well. So yeah, that's, that's all it. I got. Bye. Bye.